It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Lucky Friday, January 13th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. Despite the torrential rains that continue to pummel communities across the state, almost half of California is still in a severe drought. More ahead on the California Report. We've got your local news and weekend weather forecast before KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with guitarist Adam Agela from Yonder Mountain String Band. The Progressive Bluegrass Group performs at the Miners Foundry in downtown Nevada City on January 26th. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. As much of California tries to clean up from the latest storms, more wet weather is on the way. And another cold front is expected across the state Sunday into Monday. One of the big areas of concern right now is the Salinas River in Monterey County, although officials are a bit more optimistic about possible flooding there. It is likely that flooding will occur or may occur in the communities of Cular, Spreckles, parts of Las Palmas 1 and 2 could be cut off from essential services. We are urging the residents and businesses to make plans for your safe and efficient evacuation. That was Tina Nieto, sheriff of Monterey County, speaking at a news conference yesterday. The Salinas River is expected to crest at its highest level since significant El Nino storms caused widespread destruction in 1995. Despite the torrential rains that have pummeled communities across the state, experts say almost half of California is still in a severe drought. CalMatters environment reporter Alistair Bland explains. While the rainfall has been very beneficial by helping refill some reservoirs, overall it's fallen too quickly for us to capture and store it all. Some reservoirs have even had to release water so they don't get overfilled, which can be dangerous if another large storm system arrives in the coming months. And while reservoirs are really important for storing water, snowpack can be more important. And the good news is we already have twice the average snowpack for this time of year. While we're off to a good start, some experts say a single winter probably can't end this drought. But we should have a better sense of where we stand by April. That's CalMatters Alistair Bland. For more, check out CalMatters California Drought Tracker at calmatters.org. California Attorney General Rob Bonta is suing major drug manufacturers and pharmacy benefit managers for allegedly artificially inflating the cost of insulin. Bonta says the companies colluded to increase the cost by more than 600 percent over the past two decades. Because competition is highly limited in both these markets, these six companies are complicit in aggressively hiking the list price of insulin, at the expense of patients. The lawsuit seeks to roll back price increases, refund insulin users, and collect civil fines. Drug manufacturer Novo Nordisk said in a statement that the company provides free or discounted meds to hundreds of thousands of low-income insulin users. CVS Caremark called the allegations false and vowed to vigorously defend the suit. Support for the California report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. Stanfordbloodcenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, 
whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Reports Weekly Magazine. This week, a murder in Mendocino County. Sam Anderson was surprised to hear a high school friend from New Jersey was accused of murder in connection with an illegal marijuana operation in Mendocino County. Magazine host Sasha Coca spoke with Anderson about his wild experiences reporting on what really happened for his podcast, Crooked City, the Emerald Triangle. So you basically decide you're just going to get in your car and come out here to California and you get to Mendocino County and you're kind of an outsider. Yeah. And I had a lot of trepidations about that because I knew going into it that this was going to be a difficult story to report because most of the subjects or potential subjects would be outlaws, right? These are folks engaged in illegal drug dealing. And now marijuana is legal in California. We don't think of it that way, right? But back then, you know, these were still folks who were very closely guarded about what their activities were and were not friendly to outsiders. I had talked to a couple people who had experience out there, and they were like, don't tell anyone you're a journalist. Good luck with that, man. You ever been to the bar in Laytonville? No. You'll get chased the f- out. It's no joke out there. I was like, oh, God, what am I supposed to do? Plus, being a podcaster, you know, I'm walking around with this big microphone, right? And one of the first places I wanted to go was this local bar called Wheels Cafe. I knew that Jeff Settler, the victim of this homicide, hung out there a lot. And I thought it would be a great place to start. I step out of the car and pray that my jersey plates aren't visible. Out on the porch are a number of characters who definitely look like they've spent a lot of time in the woods. As I draw closer, they turn their gaze to meet me. There's one guy with messy blonde dreadlocks rolling a huge joint. Another man is drinking a beer while fingering the hilt of a very long and dangerous looking knife hanging from his belt. I step into the bar suddenly feeling very self-conscious about my buzz cut and my jeans that are a little too tight and definitely too clean for this place. As the bartender pours me a beer, I spot another guy lingering in the corner on his own, staring off into space. He's tall and lanky, wearing a bright yellow tie-dye shirt. Out of everyone, he seems the least threatening. So I walk over and ask him, how's your day going? He looks up at me with glassy blue eyes, as if awakening from a dream. I'm okay, he says. I was just at the cemetery, paying my respects to an old friend who was killed in this town. I ask him, Who's your friend? He responds, Jeffrey Settler. Wow, you got lucky right away when you walked into that bar. Yeah, I I really, really did. Uh, The very first person I met in Laytonville was friends with the guy who was murdered. You know, I kind of was like, wow, maybe this town really is just incredibly tiny. And that's the California Report for Friday, January 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom, Juan Carlos Lara, Amanda Stupai, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven-Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. 
I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. According to the Union of Grass Valley, Sherry Smith, an individual who received homeless support services in Nevada County, is alleging that a caseworker she interacted with sent inappropriate pictures and requested sexual favors in exchange for money. According to officials, Damon Turner, a local Nevada County caseworker, was charged in November with three felonies for pandering and prostitution, but is now out on bail. Smith says she met Turner while receiving services through Turning Point and Hospitality House in Grass Valley. Smith alleges that Turner withheld services because she refused to send, quote, inappropriate pictures or participate in, quote, sexual favors. On October 29, 2022, Smith filed a police report in Grass Valley that was confirmed by Officer Clint Bates. Smith says, quote, I don't want him to do this to another girl. I told Hospitality House about it and they ignored me. I went to Turning Point and nothing was done. Smith says Turner was a case manager working for Turning Point when the incident occurred. Quote, first he was working for Home Team Outreach, then Turning Point when this started happening. According to Nevada County's website, the Home Team is a partnership between Hospitality House, Advocates for Mentally Ill Housing, and Turning Point to provide outreach and housing navigation services to homeless individuals with mental health needs. Turning Point Chief Executive Officer Al Rowlett says, quote, It's involving individuals who were provided services. We need to be respectful of that individual. Rowlett would not confirm that Turner was an employee of Turning Point. Smith says she still has the text messages and pictures that were exchanged with Turner. She claims that Turner said, quote, If you had done what I told you, I would give you what you want. Smith has since left the county for safety reasons, alleging Turner has connections in the area. Smith mentioned a second victim who also filed a police report against Turner. Quote, he paid her a lot more than he paid me. He was always fantasizing about her and talking about her. The Nevada County District Attorney's Office denied the union access to a police report after filing a public records request. According to the District Attorney's Office, they received the police report from the Grass Valley Police Department in November, but they have yet to file the report. They say Turner has yet to be arraigned and currently does not have a court date set. Due to predictions of a prolonged wet weather forecast, Nevada County has activated the Extreme Weather Shelter Protocol for the nights of Saturday, January 14th through Monday, January 16th. The shelter, located in Nevada City in the lower level of the Veterans Hall on North Pine Street, will open at 4.30 p.m. and accept guests until 8 p.m. The shelter closes at 7.30 a.m. each morning. A reminder to all Nevada, Sierra, and Plumas County residents, residential and commercial burning is not allowed on Martin Luther King Day, Monday, January 16th. The Northern Sierra Air Quality Management District says the Air District regulation allows smoke-free family gatherings during the holidays. Now turning our attention to your forecast from the National Weather Service. The next in a series of storms is here, bringing valley rain and significant mountain travel impacts that will continue through the weekend. Flooding remains a threat due to heavy rain and thunderstorms on Saturday. Snow levels fall to 3,500 feet late Saturday night, and Saturday is also when we'll see the strongest winds with gusts up to 45 miles per hour across the valley and up to 55 miles per hour over the mountains. Expect additional storms next week, which may bring heavy mountain snow and rain. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, 
Tonight, showers and possibly a thunderstorm before 4 a.m. with a steady temperature around 45 degrees. Saturday, showers and possibly thunderstorms with a high near 46. New rainfall between 1 and 2 inches. Sunday, showers with a high near 43 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, snow with a low around 28 degrees. We could see 2 to 4 inches of snow. Saturday, heavy snow at times with a high near 35. Sunday, snow likely mostly with a high near 31. The heaviest snowfall rates and impacts are expected on Saturday and Monday, with a brief lull in intensity on Sunday. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight a small chance of rain after 11 p.m., cloudy with a low around 47 degrees. Saturday, rain likely mainly after 11 a.m. with a high near 54. Sunday, rain with a high near 56. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Coming up, KVMR's Felton Pruitt sits down with guitarist Adam Angela from Yonder Mountain String Band. The progressive bluegrass group performs in Nevada City later this month. Felton has the details up ahead. We're talking with Adam Angela from Yonder Mountain String Band. They're going to be coming to the Miners Foundry in Nevada City on Thursday, January 26. And we've been looking forward to this, Adam, because you guys were supposed to be here a year ago. That's right. Yeah. The COVID days. I know you guys are touring right now, so I guess you guys are out and not having problems with uh, diseases and stuff like it was for the last few years. Yeah, I mean, you know, I still, I think even if COVID was completely eradicated, I would still wear a mask at the airport and on the plane because it seems like whenever I get sick, it's always after going to the airport. It's all like personal preference, right? If you feel comfortable not wearing one, that's fine with me. And I don't mind wearing them. I wouldn't go as far to say I enjoy it, but <laughs> do do what you got to do to not get sick. Because being sick on the road, I enjoy less than uh, having to wear a mask. <laughs> well, the cool thing is that Yonder Mountain String Band is still going strong. And uh, we have your latest album, had a lot of fun with that. I guess you guys have probably been working on a new album, I would assume. Yeah, I would say it's not yet at the phase where I would call like the it's very early phases of of an album. We have a handful of completed songs and then a whole mess of whether it be pieces of lyrics, parts of a song, just music with a melody hummed. Like so, there's still a lot to do. One of the things about being um, a four piece with a floating fifth member these days is we don't have the opportunities when we're together to work on new material as much because we're working on old material with that fifth member. And so it's there's not a lot of free time to say, hey, let's do that. So what I what we basically end up doing is, you know, either Zoom calls when we're home or we haven't been doing that because we're gone every weekend. So when we're home during the week, we're kind of doing our own thing. So if if we're together at any point and the whole band's not together, if we're not all there, if there's just two of us sitting around, I'm like, yo, show me that idea you had or um, or I'll show something that I've got and kind of go from, you know, try to get little bits, try to get some work time done on new material so we can record something. We are releasing some stuff this year, but it's all it's older stuff. Tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you're releasing this year. 
So we did a live series over the course of a number of years, mountain tracks one through six, and we're releasing one and two on vinyl should have them in the, in the next month or so even. And then we also have a, an EP from 2010 that we never released five songs. The idea was to do a full album. We did this in late 2010, early 2011. And then in May of that year, we did a demo at my house live. We did like 13 songs and that would have become a full album. We ended up just doing EP 13, like a few years later, it was really hard to get everyone together during that time for some reason. But in any event, there's five songs that we actually did in a studio um, that we never released that were pretty much done. So we're hoping to get that out as well at some point this year. I actually made tentative plans to mix it early spring with my, our friend, John McVeigh, who was the engineer on our last three records. So when we see you coming to the Miner's Foundry on January 26th, are we going to hear a couple new ones we haven't heard before? Well, since the last time we were there, I would say so, though we were in Grass Valley in the fall. Yeah, you played the Hangtown um, Festival, and you had our buddy join us, join you on uh, Mandolin as well. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Ledson, yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he did great. I was super, super psyched. I mean, I knew he'd be good, but... I think he exceeded my maybe all of our expectations except Ben because he knows him well. But I I, uh, I was very happy with that. That was fun. Yeah, I think brand new material, I doubt it. Just because I was saying before, it's so hard to work on new stuff with the, the floating member. And there's pros and cons to that. You know, we, we like that idea because we're really, if we're going to look for someone long term, we want someone sort of like Nick. Someone don't have to be a multi-instrumentalist, but at, but at the very least sing and be a songwriter. I think that having more voices, especially for people who are fired up and energized to write songs, you know, as opposed, I mean, Dave still writes a lot, but I, I have ideas a lot, but I don't like, I don't have a regiment like Dave does. He's just constantly writing. And so having someone else, another, another head in the game, would be really great to have, I think, because I think we're having adding Nick energized us in a way that we hadn't felt in a long time. We're talking with Adam Azula from the Yonder Mountain String Band. They're coming to the Miners Foundry in Nevada City on Thursday, January 26. Well, you know, Adam, I mean, we've all been pals for a long, long time, you and Ben Kaufman and Dave Johnston. And then, of course, you used to have a guy named Jeff Austin in the band, too. Uh, Jeff passed away a few years back. And now you've got Nick. Is that Piscini? How do you say his last name? Piccinini. Piccinini. Okay, I was not close at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your basic four, and then you say you're kind of revolving around bringing in other folks? Correct. Since we haven't really found someone specifically that fits that criteria, someone who's you know, either fiddle or dobro, a non, an instrument that's not in the band currently, that would fit well with with what we're doing i'm thinking fiddle but it doesn't i'm not saying it has to be multi-instrumentalist would be awesome but more importantly someone who sings and someone who writes so in the meantime we don't have someone like that in mind that isn't already in a band 
So that's kind of the pool we're drawing from right now. We're just grabbing our friends when they're not on tour with their other bands or their own projects. Just saying like, yo, you want to come do these shows with us? The majority of them have been with Jake Simpson from Little Smokies. We were doing some shows this weekend. We're with uh, Jason Carter from Del McCurry Band and Traveling McCurries. Yeah, great fiddle then, player. Yeah, and Jake will be with us actually when we're there in, in Nevada City. And then we've done stuff with uh, Phoebe Hunt, great fiddle player in uh, Nashville. And I think, well, Kyle, and we've done some mandolin stuff with Sam Parks as well. Um, but really, Nick, Nick's, it's kind of funny talking to him because he can play, he's like really good guitar player, amazing banjo player as well. And so he was probably least comfortable on the mandolin when we asked him to play mandolin with us back when he first joined out of all the instruments and now he's like feels more com- with you since that's been his jam with us in yonder mountain he actually feels more comfortable on the mandolin in yonder mountain than any other instrument so he's okay with doing other shows with when, when he's playing fiddle and someone else is playing mandolin but he prefers to be on mandolin now which he said i can't you know he's like i can't even believe i'm saying this but I think I'd rather play mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Adam, you and I in the band, we've been all pals since you guys really got together. I guess it was back around, it was the early 2000s. I don't know if you'd say 2001 or 2000 or 2002. Well, I mean, we started in 98. I, I'm get, We met you at when you were in D.C., right? When yeah. It just, when it was just XM Radio. Right, right. And uh, you were on Frog Pad Records, as I remember back then. We still are. Okay, very cool. And Tim O'Brien was was always pushing me about you. That's I think that's how I got turned on to you. Was Tim O'Brien said you got to check out these guys? And, well, that would make sense. He did the record for us in two, uh, Town by Town, our second studio album in uh, two thousand and one. So then we maybe met you that year at some point. Well, it's been such a wonderful long ride, and everybody in your genre of music, you guys are now like the the uh, the senior members. You used to be the kids, and now you're the senior members in there, kind of. What's that like? Man, I tell you, I remember being a kid and, you know, complaining about how long the school year was or something to my folks, and they just say, well, don't, when you get older, you know, time flies the older you get. And I just never really understood that. But, you know, every year is a percentage less of your full, your whole life, right? When you're 10 years old, a year is one tenth of your life. When you're 50, well, <laughs> just not as big a deal and it goes by faster and i think i it, it is weird because i totally it seems like yesterday that we were the new guys right and and we're not <laughs> it's funny when you meet you know like even kyle ledson who he he said to ben he didn't say this to me but ben relayed it to me that he said i you know like i really like you know punch brothers and those kind of guys my folks are into the older bands like you guys <laughs> yeah. yeah when you look at it and people like railroad earth and leftover salmon and yonder mountain are the older bands now things yeah. have moved on but it's a wonderful world we live in it's 2023 and we've got yonder mountain string band coming to the miners foundry here in nevada city thursday january 26 we can't wait to see you boys hit the stage adam yeah, Felton, thanks for always being, you know, fan and behind us and supportive. We really appreciate it. And thanks for playing us on the station as well. No problem. We'll see you very soon right downtown, right across the street from KVMR, as a matter of fact. Awesome. Looking forward to it.
That's our newscast for this Friday, January 13th. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Nevada County Citizens for Choice, promoting reproductive justice and equitable reproductive health care access, advocacy, education with compassionate services for women, men, and teens. Learn more at citizensforchoice.org. And MEC Builds, Nevada County roofing contractor with over 20 years of experience providing complete roofing services, gutter products, sun tunnels, and skylights. The showroom is at 316 Colfax Avenue in Grass Valley, mecbuilds.com. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Stay safe out there this weekend. Thank you.